turn your Bible to the book of Matthew, Matthew chapter number 11, Matthew chapter number 11, and while you're turning there, uh, I'll remind you about uh, next week, and let's be uh, where we need to be. Uh, Come a little bit early, uh, with it being our first Sunday uh, on that property, Uh, it's a more compact property, and so there'll be... Uh, instructions at the where to park and how to park, depending on what service you're coming to. And uh, so come a little bit early to make it easy uh, as we get used to uh, having services there uh, for, the, for, the very, the, for the very near future. And so uh, let me just encourage you to uh, be there next week and be a little bit early. We'll have a good time. Matthew chapter number 11, we have been several weeks now uh, in the life of John the Baptist. Uh, and we have talked uh, about the fact that John was a man sent from God. Uh, we've talked about the record of John. We've talked about the, um, uh, the witness of John. Uh, today we're going to talk about uh, John, uh, the prison of John. And Lord willing, next, next week we'll, we'll have the final message on John the Baptist. Uh, but I want us to look in Matthew chapter number 11. I believe there's some great truths here uh, for us today as we look at verse number 1. And it came to pass when Jesus had made an end of commanding his twelve disciples... He departed thence to teach and to preach in their cities. Now when John had heard in the prison the works of Christ, he sent two of his disciples and said unto him, Art thou he that should come, or do we look for another? Jesus answered and said unto them, Go and show John again those things which ye do hear and see. The blind receive their sight, and the lame walk. The lepers are cleansed, and the deaf hear. The dead are raised up, and the poor have the gospel preached to them. Blessed is he, whosoever shall not be offended in me. And as they departed, Jesus began to say unto the multitudes concerning John, What went ye out into the wilderness to see? A reed shaken with the wind. But what went ye out for to see? A man clothed in soft raiment. Behold, they that wear soft clothing are in kings' houses. But what went ye out for to see? A prophet. Yea, I say unto you, and more than a prophet, for this is he of whom it is written, Behold, I send my messenger before thy face, which shall prepare thy way before thee. Verily I say unto you, among them that are born of women, there hath not risen a greater than John the Baptist, notwithstanding he that is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. I want you to notice verse number two. Now when John had heard in the prison, the works of Christ. John, a man sent from God. John, who had that great record. John, who was a great witness of the light. John, who it was that said, Behold the Lamb of God. John, who had that unique purpose of being the forerunner to make the announcement that the Messiah has come, the Christ is here, is in prison. I want us to notice some things today about the prison of John that I think will be a help to all of us. Father, I pray this morning that you allow the Word of God to do what only the Word of God can do. It is not a man who can change a heart But it is this book, this supernatural book, that is sharper than any two-edged sword. Father, may the Word of God work in our lives. May we be encouraged by the Bible today. May we be challenged by the Bible. 
Father, there's one here who's unsaved. May they realize their need of Jesus. May they put their complete faith and trust in Him and trust Christ as their Savior today. I pray that all that we do would bring honor and glory to His name. For it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Many times, like John, we might find ourselves in a prison. We see here John found himself in a prison along the pathway of the will of God. I'm not necessarily talking about a prison with bars or a prison with walls, although I think in this world we live in, Christians are closer to that than we like to think. But I'm not talking about a prison such just like John found himself in, but I think many Christians find themselves in a prison of disappointment, a prison of difficulty, a prison of betrayal, or perhaps it's a prison of disease. Stay with me this morning. I want to be very practical and helpful uh, this morning. Along the way, in the will of God, along the way, in serving God, we find ourselves in a situation we never anticipated, we never dreamed of. I don't think when John came forth out of that wilderness proclaiming, make way, here comes the Lord, I don't think he had in his mind, one day I'm going to find myself in a prison. And we may not be bound by prison walls today, but there are things that we would like to do, but we're not able to do. There are things we'd like to continue to have the freedom to do, but because of our circumstances, we are unable to do that which we'd like to do. We find ourselves in a prison of sorts. In the prison is a place of discouragement and depression. We all have experiences that try our faith. This is the bold John the Baptist. This is the one who had such a unique gift that he was filled with the Spirit of God in his mother's womb. He was the one who would come forth crying in the wilderness. He's the one that just said, I'm just simply a voice proclaiming to make way for the Lord. Now we find him in prison sending out two disciples saying, go ask Jesus, is he really the one? Or do we look for another? Now, to me, that does not parallel with the boldness of John the Baptist. To me, that's a little bit different than the man who lived in the wilderness on the backside of a desert eating locusts and wild honey. To me, that's a little bit different uh, boldness than the, than the fiery preacher that John was. But we find him in a prison and we sense, and the, and the Lord allows us through Scripture to get a glimpse into the humanity of John and realize that even John had a time in his life when he said, go ask just to make sure it really is him. We find, just like John, let's be honest this morning. Are you with me this morning? Let's find, like John we all have times. We all have experiences that try our faith. 
Jesus' response is in verses 4 through 6. Jesus answered and said unto them, Go and show John again those things which ye do hear and see. The blind receive their sight, and the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, and the deaf hear. The dead are raised up, and the poor have the gospel preached to them. And blessed is he whosoever shall not be offended in me. He says, go tell John again. Have you ever had to find a verse of Scripture and read it again just to get comfort again that God is still on His throne? Don't look at me so pious this morning. I promise you, you've been there. There have been things that have tried your faith to the point you just had to say, God, tell me again that you'll never leave me. Tell me one more time that, that you are in control. And Jesus says, go tell John again. And he begins to list the things that only the Son of God could do. What was the message that Jesus was sending back to John? Have faith. Don't miss this. John sent his disciples because he was lacking faith. The answer he got back from Jesus was simply, have faith. John sent word because his faith was being tested. Jesus sent back, have faith. Friend, you say, well, pastor, what's the application? The application is this. Just because your faith is weakened doesn't mean God is changing the recipe. If faith is what He wants us to live by, it is faith He is always going to require of us. We all find ourselves in difficulty, and many times we say, God, show me it's you. Do something outside of what you said you would do. Show me that my faith is valid. Show me how I can have my faith strengthened. And God is not changing anything. Friend, this morning, His Word is the same. It's true. It, without faith, it is impossible to please God. If it is not of faith, it is sin. And if this morning, you're in a prison of sorts, and your faith is being tested, and you're discouraged, and all that you've known has been shaken, God has a message for you this morning, and it is not one that He's changing it is not one that there's another way. There's not one where there's an easier path. Jesus didn't send word back and say, I'll be there in a moment to open the prison doors. He just said, go back and tell John again that I am who I said I am. Go tell him again that even though his faith is being tested, just have faith. Christian, I've got a message for you this morning. If you're discouraged, God says, just have faith. If you're defeated, God said, have faith. If you're in a prison of sorts, of health and circumstances, God is not changing. He's just saying, have faith. Again and again, we must be reminded that even though circumstances change, God does not. Jesus said, go back. Tell John, I'm doing everything that I've been doing. I don't know what it was like to sit in that prison cell with John. But I can imagine when he gets that back, that word back, 
Well, Jesus hasn't changed. He's still healing the sick. He's still raising the dead. He's still giving the gospel. He hasn't changed at all. And friend, aren't you glad that your God doesn't change whether you're inside of prison or outside of prison? And you can call out to your God this morning and say, God, I've got to have an answer from you. God, just let me know you're in control. And you know what we're going to hear back? Maybe not in an audible voice, but through the written word of God or through the preached word of God or for the comforting of the Holy Spirit of God. I haven't changed. I'm still God. And you should just keep having faith. Friend, this morning, it sounds like we're oversimplifying it. When my faith is weak, what do I need to have? Faith. Just continue to believe and have faith. Uh, let me make some... Well, let me make this application and I'll get into to, to the outline this morning. Notice verse number 6. And blessed is he... Whosoever shall not be offended in me. Have faith and accept who I am and accept where you are. Uh, if you're serving God, be happy serving God. Well, I'm in a valley. Life's not all about mountains, there's difficulty, there's hardship. But the answer never changed. You will not understand all things, but have faith. You won't understand everything that God does, but have faith. Continue on. Have the joy of the Lord. Now let me give the main truths I want to give this morning. First of all, I want us to notice that Jesus points out John's humanity. Look in verse number 7. And as they departed, Jesus began to say unto the multitudes concerning John, What went ye out into the wilderness to see? A reed shaking with the wind? What went ye out for to see? A man clothed in soft raiment? Verse 9. But what went ye out to see? A prophet? Yea, I send to you and more than a prophet. Jesus now, after giving the directions to go back to John, he turns his attention to the others that were there that no doubt heard this exchange. John's disciples come for the prison and say, John has sent us. Everybody there was aware of John the Baptist. God had empowered him and given him a great ministry. Now these come from John and ask the question, are you the Messiah or should we look for another? Jesus answers the weak faith with the admonition, have faith. I am who I said I am. I'm still doing what I've always done. Then he turns his attention to those who heard the conversation, may have looked and looked at John and say, how in the world could John have his faith weakened? It didn't add up to them. Here's this bold prophet of God preaching to repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand and now is questioning whether or not this is the Son of God. Don't miss this. Jesus now turns and he points out the humanity of John. He points out that he's human, and humans have weaknesses, and, he, and humans have failures. And as great a man as John is, as bold of a prophet as John the Baptist was, he was still humanity, he was still flesh, he still had weaknesses, and Jesus pointed out 
His humanity. Can I help you this morning? If you're in the building, and some of you, I'm wondering if you're conscious or not, but you're in the building, you're human. You have flesh. You have failures. And some of you need to forgive yourself for having your faith weakened. I didn't excuse weak faith. Don't miss me. But if God would point out John's humanity and say even John the Baptist gets to be human, I would say every one of us is allowed to be human. I'm not justifying our lack of faith. I'm not justifying any sin that we might commit. But what I'm saying is that God understands we are but dust. I thought brother so-and-so was a better Christian than that. Brother so-and-so might be even a greater Christian than you thought he was. Why don't we be reminded that even brother so-and-so is allowed to be human? Anybody out there? It'd do good for some of the professional Pharisees to, to be reminded that even John the Baptist was human. Even John the Baptist had a bad day. Even John the Baptist, in all that he did for God, found a place in his life where he was discouraged, where it was hard, uh, where, where he didn't know where the future would hold, and he questioned, God, just tell me one more time that it's really you. I believe it, but just tell me again, it's you. And Jesus says, it's me. I haven't changed. And it'd be good for us to be reminded that every once in a while, we're going to find ourselves in a dark place. Every once in a while, we're going to find ourselves discouraged. And just because we have that moment of discouragement doesn't mean Jesus has changed, doesn't mean our future has changed. It just means that we have to depend on Him. And it'd be good for every one of us to pray for one another, to encourage one another. And well, they just shattered my image of them. Well, what is wrong with you? Don't you think everybody gets an opportunity to be human? Now, we know you're not. And we know you're alone from heaven to show all of us the way that the Christian life is supposed to be lived. I have several rules that I pastor by. And one of those rules is this point I'm preaching to you. Everybody gets to be human. Everybody has a bad day. I don't justify, but you understand the context of what I'm saying here. If Jesus would take the time to point out his humanity, what was he doing? He's teaching a lesson. Even John the Baptist needs God. Even John the Baptist has to live by faith. Even the bold prophet of John if the circumstances are just right, even he will doubt. Christian, it's time for some of you to get up off of the mat and forgive yourself for having some moments of weakness and doubting the things that you know to be true. And this morning, just take the opportunity to say, God, tell me one more time. Let me hear it one more time. And you can still get up and you can still be used with God. I'm afraid the devil, he discourages too many Christians because they have that moment of doubt. You realize if you had zero doubt, it would not be faith. Faith includes doubt. 
To me, you look at it, it makes perfect sense. Oh, today, I, boy, I've been, this prison is, is wearing on me and I can't do the things and I can't be involved in what I used to be involved in. God, you just got to tell me one more time that you're still in control. Jesus points out and says, that's humanity. He's still human. He points out John's humanity. Notice number two. Look at verse number 10. For this is he of whom it is written, Behold, I send my messenger before thy face, which shall prepare thy way before thee. Jesus now points out John's purpose. As the conversation turns from Jesus and those disciples that John sent, it now turns to Jesus and those that were there with Jesus. He's instructing him. He points out John's humanity. You remember in John chapter number 1, the Pharisees sent uh, some to John the Baptist and, and asked him, Who are you? Are you the Messiah? Are, 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 are you Isaiah? And so Jesus takes a moment to point out, even a man that, that resembled me so much, the question was asked, it still needs to be on record that he's humanity too. He now turns and says, let me remind you who he is. He's the one who had that specific purpose of being that forerunner. It's an amazing thing that even in the prison, even in a moment of discouragement, John's purpose wasn't different. His purpose was the same. Hey, mom, are you discouraged this morning? Your purpose isn't any different than it was yesterday. Dad, are you discouraged this morning? Husband, are you discouraged this morning? Your purpose hasn't changed. You might be sitting in a prison cell of sorts. There might be something that's taken some liberty away from you, but it doesn't change the purpose for which God put you here on this planet. Christian, are you discouraged this morning, a little defeated this morning? Are you trying to figure out, maybe you're arguing with God, God, there's things I'd like to do but I cannot do because of... Hey, I wanted to remind you this morning, your purpose has not changed. God, we don't even have to answer this question. Did God in His plan in sending John the Baptist, did God know that there would come a time when John would find himself in prison? Absolutely not. It did not catch God by surprise. Therefore, the purpose that John had was still the purpose. God didn't, didn't, didn't exclaim one day, Oh no, I never anticipated him being in prison or I would have given him another purpose. Just like God knew that everything that has entered your life would enter your life and the purpose that he has given you is still the purpose that you have today. It is the same in spite of the difficult circumstances. He points out John's purpose. It did not change because of discouragement. There's a lot of times we as Christians, we get discouraged and we think that relieves us of all of our responsibilities as a Christian. Hey, where have you been? I've, I've missed you in church. Well, I'm discouraged. Oh, well, let's rip these pages out of the Bible that said, because there's a disclaimer that says, if I'm discouraged, I don't have to go to church. Well, I, I, I'm not going to give right now because I'm discouraged about my finances. Well, that doesn't change. Just because you're discouraged 
does not relieve you of your Christian obligations. Oh, can you imagine a mother? Kids, I'm discouraged. You're going to have to leave till next Thursday. That's when I think I'll be over my discouragement. Now, your kids might want to leave until next Thursday till you're over your discouragement. It doesn't relieve you of obligations through our discouragement. He points out his purpose. Number three. Look with me in verse number 11. Verily I say unto you, among them that are born of women, there hath not risen a greater than John the Baptist. Notwithstanding, he that is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. This is Jesus speaking. There hath not risen a greater than John the Baptist. John the Baptist? I I would understand that a little bit better. If Jesus had said that right after John the Baptist baptized Jesus, what a moment that must have been. For John the Baptist to baptize Jesus, God the Father sends that dove and speaks, This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. Boy, what a picture of the Trinity. And in that holy moment, The humanity that is allowed to be a part of that is John the Baptist. Logic would say, this is the moment that Jesus points to John and says, no man born of woman is greater than he. That would make sense to those who were looking. After all, John had the privilege of baptizing Jesus. What an honor. What a privilege. It certainly sets John apart. But oh no, that is not when God took a moment to say, this is a man, there's been none born of woman greater than him. It was right after he makes known the discouragement that John was facing and the weak in faith, the doubt in his faith saying, is it really you or do we look for another? It was at that moment, not when John was on his pinnacle, but when John was in his prison, that Jesus proclaimed to all that would hear him. And Jesus proclaimed in Scripture for all of eternity to see Jesus declaring, it is John who is greater than any born of woman. Now the application is obvious. It is not what we do when we're in our pinnacle that identifies us. It is when we're in our prison where where Jesus can really see who we really are. And the continuing on, friend, it is not when you've got your health and your strength and you show up in the house of God that gets God's attention. It's when you're in that prison of, of sickness and disease and you struggle your way in. That's when you get God's attention. It's not when you're full of boldness and it's not when you're full of success and it's not when everything is easy in your Christian life that gets heaven's attention. Oh no, it's when it's hard and it's cumbersome and your faith is a little weakened and you have to just depend on God and you go to the scripture and say, 
God, just tell me one more time I can get through this day. God, tell me one more time that you're never going to leave me or forsake me. It's why you're in that point of weakness and you continue on one more day. And you keep fighting forward one more day. And you don't curse God and die one more day. And you keep saying, I'm going to stay in there one more day. And you get the word from God that says, just have faith. So that's all I've got left to have is faith. That's what gets God's attention. It's when you're in the darkness of your prison. Even, don't miss this, even in discouragement. Jesus wanted that audience to know John's human. He wanted that, so that's where the discouragement comes from. That's where the lack of faith comes from. He wanted everybody to know that John's purpose still was John's purpose. But he also took the time to point out what Jesus thought of John. I hope you find it as interesting as I do that it was not in the height of John's ministry. After baptizing Jesus, Jesus said, this is a man. No, it was in the darkness of a prison cell. It was in the loneliness of the prison cell. It was in the discouraged state that Jesus said, hey, I just want to point out to everybody, there's never been a man greater born of woman than of John. Friend, there's something to you stepping forward when you're discouraged. Oh, there's something to it when you don't know how you're going to get through the week, but you just determine to get through the day. Anybody out there? There's something that gets God's attention. The fanfare is gone. The crowds are gone. He's all by himself, just with his thoughts, just with his, his regrets, just with his humanity. God, tell me one more time, it's really you. Jesus says, have faith. I haven't changed. Okay. And Jesus says, now let me take this opportunity, his humanity as an opportunity to remind all of us that even in his weakness, even in his discouragement, I'm declaring him the greatest born of woman. Friend, your success is not when you're on your mountaintop. Your spiritual success is determined when you're in your valley. Your spiritual success is not determined when everything... There are, there are seasons of blessing. Where God just, you, and you just, I, I, I mean, I found myself, there's like, God, what are you doing? Thank you, keep it coming. But I know you're a good God, but you're really even showing beyond how good of a God you are. There are those seasons of blessing. But friend, they either come after or come before the times of testing. In the times of, of really having to depend in faith on your God, it is easy when God gives you a financial blessing. Well, I have faith in God. 
Look at my bank account. Look what God put there. But how's your faith when you don't have anything? That's when it's really put to the test. Oh, it's one thing to say, I can go and go and go and go and serve the Lord. God's granted me strength. I believe He can do it. Let God take your strength away. That's where your success as a Christian is going to be determined. The greatness of John was not determined in his thundering preaching. His great, the greatness of John was determined, and we'll see it more next week, when he has an audience of one with the king, and his message does not change. In his discouragement, Jesus declares. I'll sum, summarize the sermon with this final statement. John's moment of weakness did not erase all that John did for God. Somebody's discouraged this morning. That doesn't change what you've done for the Lord. Somebody stumbled this past week. It doesn't erase everything you've done. The only thing that's going to hinder you, the only thing that's going to stop you is if you quit. That's it. Don't miss that great truth that it was when John was in his prison with his face shaken Jesus said, he's the greatest. Well, if you're in your prison this morning, you've got one or two choices. You can just continue believing God, or you can quit. Dr. Lee Robertson used to say, quitters are a dime a dozen. Anybody can quit. Wouldn't it be wonderful if we understood the parallel of our ability to please heaven by continuing to operate on faith when we don't even see how our faith is going to get us through? That's the lesson we learned from the prison of John. For the Christian, we're not always up there. All of us are going to find times of despair. And friend, don't beat yourself up because you have to say, God, tell me again that this book is true. God, tell me again it's going to be worth it. God, tell me again prayer really works. Tell me again that if I come in Jesus' name, you hear. God, tell me again that you really bottle the tears of your children. Tell me again that you have that unconditional love. That's, not a, that, that's, that's humanity. Stop beating yourself up over that. That's where John was. But when Jesus said, it's me, just have faith, Jesus pointed out, that is the greatness because of how many Christians, when they get in the prison cell, how did God let me get here? They never open the Bible again and say, tell me one more time. They just declare God unfaithful. 
They just declare God untrue. They just declare there's not, it's not worth continuing on. After all, it landed me in this prison cell. After all, all I've done is prepare the way of the Lord. Oh no, there's something too in our sorrow, in our misery, in our discomfort. Say, God, just affirm in my heart one more time, my faith is weak. It is wavering. I just need to hear it again. It is in those moments that gets heaven's attention and God says, look at what my child in his humanity is enduring and moving forward. It's in your low times, not your high times. It really declares what you really are. 